Put, put, put. All Packers, all the time. I think he's got a chance. When years ago, I was like, oh my God, I don't think this guy's going to be very good at all. I'm willing to allow for the possibility that he's going to be good. Okay, most of the time. Almond specifically or all nuts? Well, these nuts, those nuts, whatever nuts <laughs> work. It's Jason Wildy on Jen, Gabe, and Chew. Brought to you by Boucher Automotive. With 16 different new car brands and over 35 pre-owned brands to choose from. Boucher Automotive. We are driven by you. Also sponsored by Century Foods. Win two tickets to see Green Bay host Kansas City on Sunday, December 3rd. Compliments of Century Foods. Find the weekly code on Century's Facebook or Instagram and enter to win. Always great to talk Packers with our friend and teammate Jason Wildy. Good morning, Jason. How are you doing today after the Brewers limped their way out of the postseason? I'm sad for the people that I care about that care deeply about the Brewers, but uh, I'm okay. I'm not. I'm not struggling this morning. How are you doing, Gabe? Oh, I'm. I'm doing fine. Is I have that, nothing to apologize, for. Jason. Is because your expectations you weren't that high. Your team is out of the postseason. How does that make you feel? Sad. Thank you. <laughs> you immediately went into defensive mode. Well, yeah, because you're sending all caps texts at me. I'm was, right here, Jen. We can have a conversation. To Ashton, who obviously famously is no sending longer all caps here. Texts. I'm sitting across the table from her, Jason. Unbelievable. Jason, is Jair going to play? And if he does, <laughs> do you think he'll be matched up on Devante? 21 minutes without football. That is apparently <laughs> the uh, scratching. Because that's something I really want to see, Jason. Yeah, me too. I hope that happens. Um, you know, I, look, I I don't know what Jair's status is going to be. Uh, we'll find out a little bit more today when they start their week of practice. And so obviously, as you well know, having played Monday night games throughout your career, uh, today's a Wednesday, mm-hmm. even though it's Thursday. Uh, so we'll see what he does. He did some stuff uh, on Tuesday when they practiced, so that would be an encouraging sign. And And certainly he is you know, knowing what we know about his personality, uh, you know he wants that role. And you know that Joe Barry, you know, who apparently is the most accommodating coordinator in America, right? Everybody just tells him what to do, and he's got to do it. Um, Jair told him he wanted to travel with the number one receiver after he didn't do it in the opener last year, and it took him a few weeks, but then they started doing it. So I would think that if Jair plays, that's what they'll do. Uh, Eric Stokes. Coming off of PUP, yeah, what's the window for him? Is it likely that he plays on Monday, or do they just kind of ease him back in with practice time, and then he plays a couple of weeks down the road? Yeah, so as as you know, but not everyone does, the uh, practice window is open for physically unable to perform list guys. It's a three-week window, so he's not technically on the roster yet. He's just been, uh, the window has been opened for him to start practicing, and he has done that. He'll do it again. I'm sure today, uh, but <laughs> I, again, I, I really appreciate players who tell us things that the coaches maybe don't want us to know. And Rasul Douglas just flat out said, yeah, he's not playing this week. And then we've got the bye next week. So I, I don't anticipate, not that I needed Rasul to tell me that, but yeah. I don't anticipate him playing this week. And then uh, I would assume that he would play against the Rams and, you know, this is, I love coaches. They always say the same thing in situations like this. Uh, it's a good problem to have that they've got more corners than they know what to do with. Uh, 
if Rasul and uh, Jair Alexander stay healthy, at least. And so we'll see how they end up using Eric Stokes. But, you know, of all the issues that they have defensively, uh, I don't think their, you know, defensive backs have been the major issue. Maybe they're tackling to some degree, but it'll be interesting to see how they rotate him in because that, as Chewy well knows, you know, you you can rotate defensive linemen, you can rotate edge rushers, you don't normally rotate corners, mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to see how they go about that. Jason, it sounds like the Packers have a pretty decent schedule remaining. Is there some added expectation then for them to take advantage of that? You know, we were talking about this with the Brewers, and when you found out that Woody was not going to be there, I have been adamant that you had to take advantage of Game 1 when you had your ace out there. Is there something to that as well from the Packers standpoint of you have one of the weaker remaining schedules in the league? you got to take advantage of those weaker opponents and not let games like the Atlanta Falcons game happen again. Any of that, or is that too much, looking too far into it? Yeah, I, I, I hadn't thought about that. I know somebody had sent me a graphic that had it pretty clear that they were the they had the easiest schedule in the league. And, and again, you know, it's any given Sunday, all, that other, all those other cliches. I, let me ask you this, though. Let me back up for a second. So... You said you have to take advantage of having your ace out there in game one, right? So what if your ace doesn't pitch well, right? Like, I, I, I totally understand. I totally agree with you, by the way. Uh, but, like, there's this, and this, the reason I'm using this as an example is because this idea of the easy schedule, right? Like, you know, I know we've become really, like, analytics obsessed, and I think there's a lot of fascinating things about analytics. But the one thing that is also part of this is like real human beings playing the game, right? And either playing it well or not playing it well. And in the the case of the Brewers, like, yeah, you would expect when you lose your number two starter, who is an ace on most other staffs, that, hey, you better win the first one with the guy that's even better than him. And they didn't do that, but he didn't pitch well, right? Like, we can agree on that? Mm-hmm. So, like, even the guys that are, you know, whether you're Aaron Rodgers playing a crappy game, which there were certainly instances of that throughout his 15 years as the starter, like, there's other, you know, you are banking on guys that are that are your best players to play at that level every single time out, but we know that doesn't happen. So, like, you know, Jordan Love doesn't have enough of a established resume for us to know exactly what to expect each week. Now, I think he has proven to me anyway, he's not going to be terrible. I I am confident in that. He is not going to be really bad. I think he's proven to me that he is going to be at the bare minimum, an average NFL quarterback. Now, can average NFL quarterbacks win the requisite amount of games uh, with the right people around them in a place that calls itself title town? I'm not sure. I mean, are they going to win a Super Bowl during his time? I don't know. No idea. But my my point is is that all these kind of predictive things about, oh, well, this team has got this uh, wins over replacement for this guy and everything else, like it's all great and interesting, but they still got to play the games. And I'm not sure that I feel strongly enough about the Packers at this point to think, well, this one's a win and this one's a win and this one's a win. Like the Raiders are terrible. The Broncos are terrible. So I totally get it. Like, you expect the Packers to win these next two games. But if they don't, I guess I'm not exactly going to be, like, fall out of my chair Mm -hmm. surprised 
because there's a bunch of young people, at least on offense, and now on defense where they're not getting the job done, where I'm going to be like, yeah, okay, I can see how they lost to these guys, even though we don't think they should. Does that make sense? Yes, and I was I was trying to say this yesterday to um, these guys here. I'm like, LaFleur does a poor job. He looks at the offensive line as a unit when he really shouldn't because it's it's like Madden. It's like, okay, when Bakhtiari was there, he's a 9.5. And the next Elton Jenkins is a 9.2, and then your center is like a 7.4. You know what I mean? It's like defensively, Jason, you can put a guard on an island like last week, uh, Royce Newman. You can do things defensively, schematically, where mm-hmm. Royce Newman is a 5.2, and he needs help. Like in this last game, I didn't see any chipping by the tight end, and I did. I saw very little help by the back. I think he he treats it like a video game. It's like, oh, let's just release all five and see what happens, and then Jordan Love gets sacked in two and a half seconds. You know that that's not how it works, especially with a young team. And I think he does a poor job with that. Do you agree, Chase? Yeah, I don't. I I do. Although I don't play Madden, but I think they're based on one hundred is the scale. So and, if you've got a guy, one guy's a seven point five, and one guy's a nine point two, your offense. Oh, multiply sucks. it by ten. Well, let's I call mean, it. <laughs> And Jason Chewy knows I that know. because he's one of the few players in 100. Madden history to receive right. exactly. that 100 rating. Yes. And I still needed help. Also hard. <laughs> yeah. I still do. Uh, I, I think your point is well taken. Uh, and I think you're right. And, and I, I, you know, it was interesting. And this is, I, I take some of the responsibility for this as well. You know, Matt LaFleur's comment to us about the defense at one point was, that I think most of this can be solved schematically. I really do. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to say, okay, um, how about your running game? Uh, how about the onslaught that your quarterback endured against the Lions? How do you look at what you did schematically there? And how, how are you going to solve what was wrong on that side of the ball? Because, and you know this, having played for Holmgren, like, there, there is a tendency, even though he's the head coach of the entire football team, we kind of look at LaFleur just like we looked at Holmgren. Hey, he's in charge of the offense. And, yes, he's the head coach, but he's the play caller, everything else. And, and so there's almost this sort of, I don't want to say washing his hands of the defense, but when he says, you know, we could solve that schematically, I don't know what his involvement in that schematic solution looks like. I do know that he better be doing it deep, uh, on offense. Because that's his area of expertise, and they definitely did not have answers for getting their running game going or keeping their quarterback protected against good pass rushers, which hadn't always been the case that they'd faced in the first three games. Jason, is one of the things that the Packers probably are focusing on is getting faster starts. Yes, they got the touchdown right away, opening drive of the season, but they've only scored Mm -hmm. two touchdowns in the first half in four games this year. They just need to start quicker, no? Yeah, and and again, Lafleur, while he's a Shanahan, uh, Sean McVay disciple, those are they are descendants of the Bill Walsh West Coast offense, and uh, they do do some scripting still. You know, Chewy, you remember that? I, yeah, I first remember. 15. I can't remember which team it was, but some team inadvertently left their first fifteen. Like, Sam Fran, Bill Walsh, press box was, Yeah, so I, I look. I don't. I don't know what they're going to do to fix it. But, yes, uh, you're, you're, 
you're exactly right, Gabe. That this is something that, and again, for a young team, you know, I'm not saying that they're not confident people because they are, but for a young team, getting off to a fast start is incredibly valuable, right? Like you get your confidence rolling right away in the game offensively, and and now suddenly you're you're playing with a little more of a swagger, and you feel a little bit better about yourself, and that is something that these guys have not done. Now they're the cardiac pack in the second half the last two weeks, but that's that's not going to be enough, uh, even against this easy schedule that we all agree is definitely easy. Jason, last thing I have for you this morning, I've seen this narrative out there about the Green Bay Packers uh, and their softness. Is the, are the Packers a soft team? i got to be real honest with you. I don't even know what that means. What is the NFL definition of soft in your mind? Like when, it, when somebody accuses a team of being soft, what does that mean? Yeah, there, there, there's a couple of things that are at work there, in my opinion. And again, I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't like that word. I know players definitely don't like that word. But if you can't run the football and you can't stop the run, two of the most physical things that you can do on a football field is run the ball effectively and then stuff the opponent trying to run, then you're not physical, right? Now, is were the are the Packers bad uh, running the football because they're not physical, or because the without Elton Jenkins, the interior three on their offensive line, and oh by the way, let's not forget that they've lost a five-time All-Pro and have replaced him with a former second-round pick who, as a rookie last year, played four special team snaps. And that was the only NFL action he got. Um, I'm not sure they're soft. I just don't think that their line at this point, which could change, is very good. Defensively, they haven't been able to stop the run since, like, Dom Capers was having the fire Capers hashtag on the newly minted Twitter uh, social media platform, right? So, like, that that's where it starts. Also, you know, you watch games, and, and, Jen, whether it's college games that you watch or pro games, like you see defenses that fly to the football and hit really hard when they arrive at it. And I think we've seen that some from Quay Walker. I think we've seen that some from Rasul Douglas. Uh, I think we've seen that on occasion from Rudy Ford. But I don't know if when you're watching the Packers play, if on a regular basis you see defensive players you know, if you're watching it on television, uh, screaming at a high speed into the TV frame and then leveling the guy that they're coming to tackle. Uh, I don't know if that happens as often on the Packers defense as it happens on other defenses that we see around the league. So that's what I would define that as. But I also think Mike McCarthy would call that a convenient criticism because I'll tell you this, Elton Jenkins, who is a really nice young guy. I really like him. Sydney still talks about the time she met him in the Mall of America Nike store and how massive his hand was which when they shook hands, which, by the way, is exactly how I felt the first time I shook hands with Reggie White, and I was covering the team. But the, he, he still asks, like, he's a really nice dude, but he is one of those guys, and, too, I'm sure you played with guys like this, there is a switch Nasty, that yeah. he turns on on the field. And when he, he got into it with uh, Aaron Donald a couple of years ago during a game, he got into a fight in uh, Cincinnati during the joint practices. 
I ain't messing with Elton Jenkins when he's mad. And they need more guys like that. And I think if they did, you would see them. He's talented and he's tough. And the more guys you have like that, the fewer times you get called soft, I think. Jason, we appreciate you hanging out with us. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, everybody. Take care. Be good. Jason Wildey can be heard on Wildey and Tausch right after Jen Gabe and Chewy here on ESPN Milwaukee. It does remind me a little bit of the whole uh, Ryan Day, Ohio State, physicality, toughness, talking about how they've been out physicaled in games, which I think we all have seen with our own eyeballs. But then Ryan Day's like, this is a tough team. Is that the same thing, physicality and toughness? Like physically, I get intertwined. Well, the, like video, gets- the video you love of Royce Newman that you watch over and over, that's soft. Because we, <laughs> no, because we all whiff, Jen. We all whiff and we make mistakes, but you get right back up and you try to get in someone's mustache instead of laying on the ground and like, oh, I'm going to get a minus. <laughs> you know? This, there's a, and Jason's right on that. Like, Frank was a jerk. He because he, he was voted nastiest player in the NFL, I think, yeah. back in the day. But it's contagious, and you pick guys off a pile. I, I just remember defensively. I don't know if they do it anymore, but the defense hated it, where they would run a drill against air, but um, wherever the ball went, and a lot of times it went to the defensive backfield. Everyone had to sprint, and they would do it and do it and do it. But that's the difference: gang tackling. Minnesota used to hold guys up, and we would know as receivers, like, look, dude, the first guy's going to hold you up, and then you're going to get your clock clean by about four of them. So just go down. That's an aggressive defense. I don't see that. I just don't see it. We'll continue talking about the Green Bay Packers as they get set for the Monday night game against the Vegas Raiders. It's still... It's tough. Still, I mean, like you have to pause. He's, he still calls the Chargers San Diego, so... Yeah. You're fine if you call them Oakland. Yeah, you're fine. I don't know. Vegas, except it's in Vegas. Like, obviously, it should be like Vegas is the thing. But Vegas is overrated, right? Uh, yeah. No. Like, as a no? city? No. Really? Love Vegas. It's because you're a gambling That's, psycho. <laughs> stop scratching your arm like yes, that, Jen. It's making you're... us uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. Dave Chappelle over here. <laughs> we'll take a break on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Roll on right after this. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Let's come on, guys. Let's think about this. Would could you do fifty straight that was days very of burgers? Condescending. I just no, want to be no, clear. no. That's not. Let's, let's, let's put our heads together. <laughs> Again, I have children. I know condescending <laughs> when I hear it. I can be, come on, on ninety four five ESPN. 